in pursuit of exploring creative outlets and perspective. Join me on this journey. Wait, what was I saying? Ah, who cares? This is Dandemonium Podcast. Welcome to the Dandemonia Podcast. This is what would be recorded as episode 44. I have a guest in the studio tonight, Senor. Welcome, Senor. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's awesome, man. I haven't uh, talked to you in a little while, so that's one, interesting. And then two, I've been trying to set this up for a few weeks and and it finally got down to it. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it seems that our busy schedules have been deflecting us from actually meeting up and starting our recording and having fun with this this time here. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking, uh, I recently went to, I don't know what you want to talk about really. This is very impromptu sort of thing, but uh, I went to Austin. I went to Dallas. I went to Texas recently, so that was like a big thing. We could talk about that. That's funny, dude. I talked to some crackheads in the, <laughs> the alley of 6th Street. You yeah, know? Tell, us, tell us all about some of that experience. It sounds some, like you may have had a quick, epic time. Traveling always provides something that's epic or another. It does. It does. It's very... Uh, it's fun, dude. There's something about traveling, man. Leave the Illinois. That's the most of it. Seeing that sign. Like, <laughs> welcome. welcome. Well, welcome. not like... Yeah. <laughs> welcome to... It's not like it's, you know, great to be in Missouri, but just the fact that you're out of Illinois. That's true. Yep. I'm, we we went to uh, Tennessee during Christmas. That was a very impromptu visit for my mom, uh, traveling through, you know, south Illinois and cruising through. Got to hit up a couple states and whatnot, see some of the land features. And that, yeah, that was just an experience to just exit Illinois altogether, leave the the chaos of the road from it was a road trip yeah it was actually a road trip we drove we drove straight nine hours ended up being like 11 hours or something with stopping and going and all that and that was just a cool experience you you could see the the major difference of the roadways itself you know once you leave illinois into indiana and continue south into kentucky once you start hitting the area of kentucky you just see all these beautiful landscape features that you're just like this is such a mesmerizing thing it's just to look different at. yeah right? it's different it's you you don't have this like industrial look on on the road itself so yeah impromptu road tripping it's it's always cool try to get yourself on the road what part of uh so if i can ask what part of uh tennessee where did you visit it was it was near chattanooga about 35 minutes away uh, is it appalachian like east uh, it's like on kind of the border area. We, we stayed in essentially Jasper Hills, uh, but the, yeah, they, the city I believe is called Jasper, but, uh, where we were going was essentially the mountaintops of, of the, uh, yeah. very edge of, of the Appalachians, the Smoky Mountains. And that's where my mom lives now is she's on a mountaintop looking over the, the cliffside and towards the, cool. towards the river. So it's yeah, it's pretty pretty monumental checking out that 
that landscaping and all the builds that they're doing over there, it's, it's, it's crazy if how they're building up the land and building up all the homes over there. Huge properties, small properties, whatever. They're putting it all on the mountainside. Yeah. You know, for new families to live and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Are they seriously, like, primarily in, uh, so along that area, they're really building up the mountainside? Dude, they're how, totally how fucking amazing would it be to live on a mountainside, dude? It's crazy. Dude? They're, it's, it's such a nice it's like a dream. neighborhood. It's, it's everything like a dream. is Everything's fresh. Everything is, you know, tons of tall, tall, tall pines, you know, just sky high, you know, t- yeah. taller than what you see out here. You know, yeah. fifty feet, I mean, seventy-five I mean, feet. Fuck mowing the lawn and shit, but yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you don't really have a lawn to mow. It's like a mountain, rocky fucking mountainside. It was pretty uh, surprising. We were there, you know, straight up Christmas, and it was nice weather, and then boom, winter hit. Like as we're pretty much on our way out, you know, from the trip itself, full snowstorms and, and all that. Within just December itself, so it was you, you, Christmas. that was like. We drove oh, okay. out there, like, then, the day before Christmas Eve. We mm-hmm. hung out there Christmas Eve, and then we stayed the night Christmas. And then I believe the next day we were leaving. And the next day it was really when the snowstorms started. That sudden started of changes. Back. Yeah, yeah. Like, But the weather was, like, 60 degrees, even though it was middle of December. So they had a pretty nice, you know, winter over there. And awesome, boom, got hit by the entire winter escapades of, of the snow and yeah. landing on the earth. <laughs> it was pretty cool yeah it was pretty wild yeah we're we're kind of silly thinking like oh yeah let's do something today and it was actually like christmas yeah <laughs> so we drove out to chattanooga and there everybody's closed up shop by like two it's like well no no, no wonder oh yeah but yeah dude it's a national holiday like people are yeah yeah but like the, but that's cool the main reason why we went was my mom's like oh yeah chattanooga's only like 20 minutes away whatever we're just cruising on the on the road 20 minutes Another 10 minutes, another 10 minutes. Like, this is <laughs> We're not... We're almost there. Yeah, this is not close at all. This is not, like, around the neighborhood. <laughs> Chattanooga's a little drive. Don't bullshit us. <laughs> well, she can't now. Yeah. It's like, no, I took that drive. So and we also talking... brought Marley, too. We, we brought our pup. Yeah. You know? By the end nice. of the trip, I found all sorts of dog food in the truck, like, <laughs> spilt and stuff. Yeah. We are maxed out in the vehicle, brought all the presents for some was reason. That, was that a, a good, positive experience overall? It was, yeah, it was the... really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool because most of it is we got out of the house um, and we got to do something different. My mom wasn't necessarily doing anything, but at the same time, she would have made plans if, you know, if we didn't make the plans to go down there, she would have just made her own plans. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was a cool visit to, you know, experience it over there. There's not that many opportunities you just straight up get to just get up and go and do something like that you know busy lives being a parent being a full-time worker all that right right and some of those like uh spontaneous kind of adventures and it's, it's just like it's like i think in my opinion because that's normally how i roll because i try to run a business i have yeah. a house i have obligations i have bills like ultimately first and foremost i have the have to think of that and then uh, you know but outside of that like i haven't gotten out other than this texas trip in three years dude yeah. the last time i actually went anywhere was Asheville, north carolina that was november 2019 wow yeah and i was like and then the past three years honestly like flew by so fucking fast um it's That's, unbelievable i understand that and then again with the business obligations and this and that um, I'm like, I just have to get out. So, like, 
That was awesome, dude. It definitely gets tough, though. I, I know, I know. You know, as as you get older and older, it gets tougher and tougher. Yeah, you got obligations. You got pets. You got little, maybe little kids and shit. You got, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But Tennessee is a place that I do want to visit. It's so the, that's yeah, that's one totally of the cool. things. Like like Nashville, uh, like the two areas, Nashville and Knoxville. And we got some stories about Knoxville. Knoxville was quite, I got some stories for another time at another point in another podcast about uh, Knoxville. But it's its own animal, huh? Yeah, no, well, just my time there, yeah. my brief time yeah. there, like the first, the, the one and only times that I've been there um, with a friend. <laughs> and it was fucking, it was wild. I, very unexpected. And uh, anyways, we'll get into that. Was that a road trip also? <laughs> that was a road trip, no, yeah. That's what, yeah. It was a road trip. I think road trips are the way to go. I There's think something so too. about doing like 80 miles an hour. I don't know. I could tell when I'm doing 80 miles an hour, and there's something. It's like cruising. It's yeah, hard cruising to hard is definitely. But you could get caught up of cruising too hard, and you got to slow down a little bit. <laughs> no, but that 80 miles an hour, because you're going with traffic, some are slower, some are, but I can keep like a 78 to 82, like, interstate travel, um, road trip, and it's there's something about it, like, everything is chaos, right? And then when I get to 80 miles an hour, it all, yeah. like, slows down, it's like, ooh. It's almost like the the cruise speed just cleans it up. It's yeah. yeah, something about it. Well, and then just seeing new areas. That's definitely you know rather than seeing the same old bullshit all the time. And then you get into whether it's flatlands. Missouri actually had some hills, dude. Going everything down is always Texas. so different. Everything that as soon as you cruise through a different state, different area, it becomes so different. It becomes a whole new world. And even, you know, we... Even done, on the interstate, because you don't even see that to, much, but even on the interstate, you could see the, the flux, the change in yeah. the scenery. It's crazy. We've done trips, you know, recently where we did uh, Orihula and just cruising north. What's that? It's near Fremont, uh, Wisconsin. Oh, is it in Wisconsin? By, what's what's that river? Orihula? The, the uh, I forgot the... The Wolf River. I was thinking Fox. I'm like, no, that's not the Fox. Yeah, the Wolf <laughs> River near Fremont, uh, Wisconsin. It's it about three. Lake Winnebago, dude. Lake Winnebago. It's about three mm. and a half hours north. But that's a cruise through, you know, straight up hills of Wisconsin. And yeah. As soon as you leave Illinois, you know, you first breach the farmness of Illinois, like what Johnsburg looks like and all that. And then next thing you know, you're. On these rolling plains, yeah, and you're cruising hard, like traffic moves, like not just eighty, like you're gonna be bullied into going like ninety miles per hour in the heading north, right, right. And I'm cool with that too, like driving faster. That's cool. I would have to say that, like, I think, I think Wisconsin is pretty similar to Missouri as far as the landscape. Like I think the trees, so too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say it so. has like I was going through missouri i don't know when the last time it's been a long time since i drove through missouri i was definitely surprised when i saw you know part of what kentucky looked like even though we just briefly went through it what is there there's nothing in kentucky well the 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 route that you're going towards tennessee you know you have all these really interesting cliff areas and the way that's carved out into yeah it's really beautiful the the trees and all that it's really pretty there yeah really well, and that's it's definitely like, so much different than Illinois. Illinois is like blah. Uh, like, yeah. And I cruised South Illinois recently too, and that was just like, man, 
this is just yeah it's flat lands it's cruising but it's there's nothing out here yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's all now it's all just like the sea of homes and the way that like I don't know the way that I see it, man. I I love seeing country so much more than I like seeing. Like I appreciate architecture. I appreciate cities. All the work, the like massive, fucking manpower that went into building cities. Like I can appreciate that, mm -hmm. but it's not for me. Like I love nature. One of the things, just seeing whether it's hills, the fucking rocky cliffs, whether you know oh, driving yeah. through it Wisconsin, Missouri. You know? Spectacular, and, but, but then being on a mountainside—that is the ultimate. Being oh, on a goddamn mountainside where you can like see other perspective of other mountains. Maybe you got a fucking east-west sunset, massive view. That if you got the money, you got to check <laughs> out that Jasper Hills, man. <laughs> you got to check out that that Tennessee. It's all—it's all money, though, man. It's, it's, it's money, and we've missed our window. The the money keeps on getting higher and higher. Yeah. How to get there? Yeah. Luckily, my parents got it there at the right time where they could actually really make out if they sold their, their property awesome. right now. But uh, <laughs> they, they've the developers are cutting the lot sizes and increasing prices. So to get in there, you really have to have a good penny to, to plan it. And plus, the people that are getting in there are kind of aggressively being shoddy to their neighbors. Like, they want their property, they want their house on it, and it doesn't matter how it's built. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's kind of goofy of how those neighborhoods are. Can you buy a lot? This is what I wondered. Like, and I think that different areas, especially mountainside, are going to have their own restrictions on what you can and cannot do. They do now. They absolutely well, do Well, of now. course. Dude, yeah. Colorado, I imagine Appalachia. Yeah. Yep. You know, all that, dude. And they have to. There has to be some sort of, like, code that's, like, safe. But are there areas where you can just buy a lot, throw a trailer on it, and mm. then, like, you know what I mean? Like They usually yeah, have rules know. against all that stuff. Like and Not the people, on the mountain. I'm not talking, like, on the mountain side because that's... Well, yeah, it depends on the neighborhood association in a sense. Like, yeah. the mountain in particular, there was a, an association that built it up, and once they sell all the properties out, then they exit. So... Then it's up to the actual neighborhood association to to manage it, not just the the business. Right, and they got the the end all say all. But it all depends on where you're building and where you're finding your property, because you know the restrictions really, uh, they rule towards who owns the the land, who owns the yeah. the areas. If the the builder itself of like let's say that mountain itself, they bought all of the mountains. So they yeah. own the rights to all the mountains. So they're right. implementing a system of, of a good neighborhood, which, again, once they're done building and selling out all the properties, they're exiting and letting the neighborhood take charge of that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the same thing. Anywhere you go, you can buy a property, make your own rules, whatever. Yeah. You know, you could put a – at that point, it becomes, like, really up to the city. Well, here, here's the a township question. or the county. So if you had enough money to, one – buy a nice house with like say you had so you say they're cutting some of the acreage down on the mountainside yeah. selling it for more so say you combine that you bought two consecutive properties That's right next to each, each other right so okay it costs you a little bit more you build the home on one you got extra little bit of land there a little bit of space from your neighbors and then uh so would you do that or would you buy a town say for the same amount yeah, same right. cost no, buy you could town. buy a town <laughs> hey man have you seen Shit's creek <laughs> no i, I haven't mean, actually that's, that's the principle of that town is 
years back, the guy went through this little hick town of some sort and bought the town. Like, he basically bought the deed of the town itself. There's there's a Danville, you know. I think it's I, I don't think it's affordable. <laughs> no. But, but you can name it, you know you what I mean? If you're like it. buy it, you're like okay, this town is going through a, a renaming process. Yeah. Who objects? There's nobody else in the right. crowd. Crickets. So it's like, all right, sustained. <laughs> you can do that. I mean, once you own the property, you pretty much make the rules. It's right. It's then now you have to follow whatever county, whatever state, yeah, state, state laws and then federal basic and all stuff. that. But those are just an overview of the rules of what they want you to yeah. abide by as citizenship. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's what you, you know, that's a good idea to do. And a lot of people do things randomly. Or what about this? So your third option. So I'm going to throw a little mix into it. So the third option, one, you got a house with a double lot property on a mountainside. Two, you got a whole town in Podunk, <laughs> nowhere. You got tumbleweeds rolling down the yeah. street, but you're gonna build it up. You got dreams. It you doesn't got a matter what money. you do. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. And then, or number three. Shit, what was number three? Oh, he lost. Oh no, it. no, number three is you buy some sort of like um, silo bunker. Fucking oh, yeah. those are that's bogging cool, out. You yeah. know what I mean? And this thing has a pool. It's got some fitness. It's got different rooms. Sure, it needs a little bit of work, like anything. You're talking about it, serious money here. <laughs> well, I think it would take a lot to buy a town. I think it'd take a lot to yeah. buy a bunker. Yeah. I mean, I've searched some of these stuff. Well, not buying a town and shit, but I personally, it's I a think, lot of money. I know. think when you're or on the mountainside, it's a lot of money. It's, I think if you're if you got the opportunity and you're looking to self-sustain. You know, you just you just kind of see what is the most appealing to yourself, whether it's sticking near where your family and friends are or bugging out in the middle of nowhere or whatever. You got the money to do it. You could do whatever you want. Like, you know, you could take a piece of property. You could carve it into the earth and build up a nice building structure of some sort, engrave it underground, have your bunk bug out zone. Yeah. And then get yourself off the grid. Grow what you want. So what you're saying is I can buy enough property on a mountainside, enough consecutive lots, and carve my face in it. And then oh. and then I could maybe build a fortress inside of that. Dude, that wow. would, <laughs> dude I'd be like, I'd have a fucking jet that or a helicopter that flies through the eyeball of my face on the side of a well, mountain, dude. The truth is, is you know, there were heads carved a... into mountains and it was well orchestrated. <laughs> it's just a lot of a lot of pencil pushing to get it done. I don't think I got enough time left on no. this earth to get well, that no, accomplished. Well, no, you never know, but... man. Those things could be taken care of within a matter of 10 years easily. Well, with the right amount of money. With the right amount of money. You're right. A lot yeah. of pockets to feed and a lot of pencils to push, a yeah. lot of yeah. a lot of support you got to get. Got to get into politics there if you want your face on the mountain. Or you could just do a plaster on the wall right here just start plastering chunks just, of what your face nah, might it doesn't look have like. the same impact man oh man you somebody walks down here and you see big dan the man face on the wall <laughs> yeah boom. boom you know where you're at just gotta <laughs> you're get some plaster <laughs> and some you know some newspaper and Fucking random materials mache that shit ma- paper, paper mache that yep. shit that's a fuck man no, I, I studied. What, uh, so, sorry, where were you? Going I was going to say, I studied a lot of uh, basically stuff when it comes down to sustainability and, uh, you know, getting off the grid and all what, that. What and, kind of stuff? Uh, well, there's a thing called the Earthship. That was a, that was a pretty cool movement that, that's still taking place. And 
people literally go seek consultation by a group of people and they also help each other build what is off the grid certain particular format of a home a lot of times it's in the desert this is on earth this is on the earth but they call it they call it a sp- a earth ship earth because, ship yeah because it's essentially you're on but it's you're kinda, on the earth ship right now but it's kind of like community building so basically it's, it's a lot of community build, building that's yeah. awesome dude. it's a lot of sustainable community building and the the major downside i've only seen about this sort of build was that they always get pushback from the local municipalities about their gray water, black water, brown water systems. Yeah. And and that's because, you know, it comes down to the last spread of how water's being used from, you know, from the body or from, you know, toiletries or laundry or whatever. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is, you know, we've done research where we know that it's good, but the cities don't like that stuff just because it's not their clean standards of code. But so they, it's a government thing. That ends up being a government thing. They usually work around it. You know, they'll instead of instead of tapping it so that it drains in that manner, they they restrict it. You know, in a sense, they have to they have to dispose of it properly. Unfortunately, but that's that's the major downside I saw. Everybody um, has a great time orch- orchestrating it, coordinating it, building it together. They all support each other. You know, yeah. all the all the lo- the materials are are usually local. Uh, reusing a lot of materials, it's really interesting, and they they local make local pretty... foods and farming. Well, they do local that. farming in inside their home. There is a section where it's straight up greenhouse. Yeah, and that's where everybody has an issue with you know the the water recycling because they have this greenhouse, and they have methods of you know filtering the water and all that, but you still can't fully be that sustainable. You have to still tap in somewhere to dispose of it. And it's it's pretty it's, interesting. Yeah, and I imagine that's like a kind of a tough obstacle as well, like it's, trying to yeah. create that balance. So like there was um, what was I gonna say? And there's like you have to be if you're if you have un government issued air quotes uh, sort of ways that like the way that the mu- municipalities or the the counties or the state might yeah whatever have you yeah whatever jurisdictions or whatever like there's infrastructure and all that but if you're like going primitive there are certain things like you should be so far away from a water source uh, yeah before you you know it's typically 100 feet so if you like go on the appalachian trail we'll say for example or anywhere in nature it's usually like you really shouldn't be uh, shitting and you know creating a hole for your shit within a hundred feet of a of water, water source. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because drainage and like yeah. you know seepage and all that and contamination, but you don't you definitely uh, don't want to actively try of, to but... contaminate a water source. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Even... like this is our livelihood, but let's uh let's well, uh make the, it. The main problem is is people abuse and they're not knowledgeable. So that's where where a big problem comes in. But they're you know we we grew up as little creatures yeah. into sophisticated human beings and until we got to technology and modern you know means of living that's how we actually actively did uh, but you know things have changed now and we're trying to get back to those roots changed a little bit a lot more. yeah <laughs> I would say changed a lot the amount of time that we were in like our primal fucking Primal ages of like creating fires, um, hunting our own food, (laughs) 
You know, those like primal fucking years. There were so many of them. What is that? Millions of years? Millions. Like Cro-Magnon. Millions <laughs> of those years. Like millions. And then we get to a point where like fire, we got wheel, we got certain technologies. And then once technology really, I mean, I would say with the, the pager, that really like kicks stuff <laughs> off, man. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> once the pager set once, things in motion? Yeah, dude, that was it. Was it was just that. <laughs> That was it. You know, when the pager was around, we didn't have cell phones, but they still had the com- the computer at that time that pagers came around was probably the size of, like, maybe this basement. It's like uh, one computer. I can definitely understand to- what you're saying, though, with that, because it was instantaneous communication from, uh, in a sense, distances, you know. Instead of sending a bird with a little note, yeah, now you could beep somebody. Right, <laughs> right. Send, you know, eight. Zero zero eight five nine one one guy nine one one. He said boobs, boobs. like boobs. Oops, first texting. Yeah, yeah. It's like nine one one. I'm like fuck you, man. I'm fucking. I'm at home. That's... I'm eating pizza. I just got home from school. Somebody wants an eighth, and I'm like, jeez. That definitely sounds like a uh, retro technology that should come back. Yeah. Just like the cassettes, you know, those tape cassettes are a very interesting thing. Bring back pages, man. You just look at your device because you're paging your friend. Dude, but now, all right, so should we revert back to like the old school technology? So take away all, it's illegal to own a cell phone. Every, all the cell phones are not only tracked, but they're removed from your possession. So this is dystopian, right? Dystopian. This is like our dystopian future. Flashback to the fucking, reverting back to the past. All phones are fucking removed. All you have are pagers, and you got (laughs) no payphones. You also, (laughs) you got no payphones. You can't call anybody back. Oh, well. You just (laughs) continuously beep people, huh? Yeah, it's like 911. Why aren't you answering my call? I'm like, I'm rushing, bro. I can't find a fucking phone. I can't find that payphone. You go into establishments, it becomes such a problem. They're like, no phone, no phone for you. You know, unless you you buy a a $7 Starbucks, you know, Vente. You know, and then they're like, okay, we could let you use the phone. You know, now that phone phone call costs you eight bucks. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck is that? Well, I think it wouldn't be bad to have a break. Some, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, there are simple phones out there that limit the apps that are allowed on the phone, so you uh, can get like, you know what I mean. And that that is kind of good it, because it is an impulse. It becomes it becomes like second nature. It's an impulse. It becomes somewhat addictive. Uh, even for myself and, and certain things. You know what I mean? It's definitely Checking addictive. Stu- it's, it's too addictive. It's definitely addictive. And uh, so, you end up pulling so your phone in front of your face instead of just spending time with somebody. And it's like, uh, do I actually want to play Clash of Clans right now? Not really, but the you know, there's my excuse. I'm just blowing right now. Whatever. It's an escape. It's an escape. It's boredom. Wind it's down. addictive. Yeah. You get those the serotonin released just by popping on that game. Little fucking bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> it's like being at the casino. You're pearl, yeah. pulling that. Yeah, that's true. You I know, never thought pull, of it really like that. It's like, well, that's part of the reason. Like, it's part of the experience. And that's that. it's almost like smoking. You got the physical aspect of it, different uh, addictive 
parts of it, but the excitement. That's what that's it is. What, it, when you the win, it's the releases excitement. the endorphins and boop, the boop, serotonin. Boop, boop, lights, and... sounds, yep. overstimuli, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Next thing you know, that's kind of what you're craving to just you, process you want more. time. You want more. It's a means of passing time through those continuous beeps. It's markers, you know, actual ticks of time. It's worthless. It's yeah, it's so little value. Yeah, in consideration of like how little time we actually have, it is fucking it's inconsequential. It's worthless. It's That's why you yeah, gotta but tell but it's but that's it where off. society is. You know what I mean? That's where we're at. We're almost like we come it, it's like little baby steps and it started with a fucking pager. That was the height of it, man. I'll, I'll I will say that. But and then it's like baby steps. Well, now you got a phone, but you got a fucking crazy uh, BlackBerry uh, keyboard. It's, yeah. it's still difficult. Those you still cool. got to punch really like the that. number twice in order to get. The I had the BlackBerry. Key. I liked the keyboard. I liked all that shit. It was cool. And it and was it, limited. And then you had, but you had the internet interface on it too, if you wanted. You could, you know, you could pop on a quick web browser and, and shit on. Was that. it you primarily text though? There wasn't like. No, it was. No, it was you could use Facebook on. You could do a couple things on there. It's pretty interesting enough, because you you know essentially it was like a little miniature computer. That was the beginning before of it, right? Screen, yeah, before touchscreen. Yeah, analog with the buttons. Right. Right. I th- yeah, I think the BlackBerry was yeah, a, a pretty good in, stepping yeah, stone. Yeah, it was to scroll around. It was a milestone. It didn't like last long before the actual no. like what you're saying, the evolution of the they the touchscreen phone and yep. the apps and. Dude, that happened so quick. Yeah. The compound fucking the... speed that the technology develops is crazy. It's exponential, dude. It's it was... compounded exponential <clears throat> increase in evolution of technology. Part of it it's was so... was that iPod that popped up. As soon as that iPod popped up and it all just started coming fully together. So you're saying not the pager, but the iPod was no, the I'm catalyst. Saying, I'm <laughs> saying that the catalyst was was the buildup. But you're right. It w- the pager was a really good, you know, thing that started the fire that really brought it back in motion. It was probably the Telegraph, I was I mean, just that was thinking so that. slow, though. Well, I was just, of, started. You're like, you're idling, and then, yeah, sure, and then you start popping up on your well, exponential rate. Freaking letter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the, the Sherlock, the new Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell and uh, what's his name? I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. They, I don't they, guess. Do, <laughs> they, do, uh, they do pretty funny stuff on there. I'm not going to spoil it, actually. I'm not going to announce what the heck happened on yeah. on the movie. You spoiler alert. Spoiler You just got to see it. It yeah. has to do with the telegraph, and it was funny as shit. Like, you'll be giggling. Well, that's – and I don't think you're wrong there, right? But check this out. So in considering this, is was it Alexander Graham Bell, right, that had the telegraph? Or in, supposedly patented and or invented the telegraph, and then you have supposedly. <laughs> like the telegraph, and then that evolved to the phone. So it was not just a beep 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 like signal transmission, but then it turned into like voice transmission. Yeah, voice frequencies. What do you think the delay? I'm not gonna get off on a tangent, but the delay on that was probably ridiculous. It's like you gotta, hey, how you doing? Three minutes later, it's <laughs> like. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. And then three minutes later, <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, that's true. But I uh, but to, I think it was pretty good. But check it out. And then there has been evolutions within that time. So the telephone invention 
then evolved into dude normally they had to like plug it in there was like different things and then switch we had the boards. rotary and yeah the switchboards exactly and then the the rotary and then we had the fucking dial tone just regular boop boop beep boop boop uh but how long did that take you know what i mean when was the phone invented just a matter of putting then, in all the like, infrastructure that's like, that's and then like tweaking fi- technology until it suits your needs of improvement so check it out maybe it's like 50, sorry to, I'm, I'm, no, I'm actually mind blown because this has brought me to a, <laughs> a lot, a space a lot of it thinking had to about do with this. infrastructure though. They had to implement the actual infrastructure of the wires essentially crossing across America. That's, you know, they that had it, to put miles and miles and that's that, what we're doing right now. That with, is, with that is true. But you know, when you didn't need that was the pager. So if you have 50 years. You do need that, though, because the wireless signals have to still be connected from tower to tower. It, it still connects. It's a buildup of info. You, go, okay, from a, so you go from, like, a tower, and then you bring it to the hub. 1876. The phone was invented by Alexander Graham Bell. 1876. And then when was the pager invented? Right? So the it was 100 years Dude, the yep. pager wasn't invented until, like, what? It had to be late your, 70s, 80s. You're slow, gradual, and then Boop. exponential. Boop. And then you have internet. And then there's, like, continual. So the, the actual trajectory is, like, mass. It, it's almost like Biden win the, winning the election, you know? You're at a certain point. And, Boop. Yeah. And then it's a Boop. It's Boop. the catalyst. It just <laughs> keeps exponentially increasing. That's crazy. It's, it's pretty crazy, and crazy. we're we're at like a really burning point of all of it. Like it's still gonna burst and explode over us past our lifetimes, because it's it's an exponential growth of of how this technology is. Right. Almost 150 years Eventually, ago. yeah, dude, that's a long t- difference. Forty-six years from the pager to the phone, or from today. When they invented the phone. Oh. Yeah, dude. I always feel like not to go off on a tangent, but I always feel like I was I was like born to live in a a more primitive, like not not in this time. Like I don't know, dude. Like in a different, simpler time. Like I'm almost like a you know, when people say like "Ah, like, I'm an I'm an old soul. What? People almost can't handle it. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's too much, dude. I don't. It's, it's a lot, dude. Think about this, man. There's a million years, and people. You said like in the beginning it was cavemen just hunting for food by hand. Yeah. Well, and then it took like millennia to like huge amounts of time till they invented the first wheel, right? Yeah. Well, think about it. from 150 years ago they invented the. It was just bleep, 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 deep, deep Morse code. Yeah, tapping up the then code. Then they figure out how to shoot your voice across the country. And then from 150 years ago, now you can wirelessly access people from around the world in a second. Not only that, Jetson <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like Dick from Trace, a watch, man. Dick from Tracy shit. Jetson's video, like, face, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger, yeah. whatever fucking the video you might now, use. dude. Video chat, now. The future is now. But where does it go? 
So where does it go from now? If we're on a continual, um, you know, rate of growth? increase of trajectorial compound, trajectory. the only way you could really fathom that is if you start inventing yourself. <laughs> yeah, you start inventing your yourself. Your interfaces in your brains, dude. Yeah, and you can just talk to each other telepathically. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's kind of like what's next, man. That's that, what's well, next. That's like the neural link. I yeah. Yeah. It, it'll yeah. end up becoming a, a very acceptable means of living life. Nah, dude. Even though, just sit it's, there like which, this. which is weird. You know, you're going to become a cyber freak. Yeah. No, I'm... Get HJs, dude. No. Nah. <laughs> 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 you, just, you just fucking sit back and get those HJs get mentally. It's just a mental beep pop poop So it's like the same thing. Dude, we're back to Morse code, only now it's hitting certain parts of your brain. It's a beep bop boop in your goddamn brain. Oh my god, dude. That is crazy. Dude, it'll be like computer generated. It'll be all cyberpunk. It won't even be a real person, dude. You can just hook up and play these video games. Oh my god. And she looks realistic in your brain. Yeah, but now what do you need? A a haptic like dick suit that you just fucking strap on? Because there's got you probably gotta touch yourself. You're just just through the brain. You're (laughs) you're knocked out. You're just getting brain stimulated by this virtual HG. Yeah, neural HG. Oh my god, dude. We are lab rats. (laughs) We're fucking lab rats, dude. No, not that one. How is this thing? It's good. It's eight percent. Yeah, it's delicious. No, that was a Mike's harder. <laughs> he picked up. He's like, oh. how is it? Not that one. Oh. You can't drink that one. But no, dude, it's fucking. I love this conversation, actually, dude. I haven't uh, I done wish any. There's another mic now. I know. <laughs> I do. I might. Take my spot for a while. If you want. Oh. If you want, dude, you can jump on All there. All right, dude. Take over. Man. All right. But yeah, the fucking dude. Yeah. It's I'm just uh, some random motherfucker. Throw uh, throw those headphones on to get the full <laughs> podcast studio experience. Random random dude do, do, just do, showed do, up. Beep boop bop. Beep beep beep, beep 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 beep. Oh fucking. man. Dude, yeah, I don't know where we go. There's a lot of like. So I think. So if you consider the exponential growth, right, from the beep boop bop until the phone, until from the phone to the pager and all those milestones, right? In considering that, I would have to say, I think we're going to get to a point where it's some sort of AI or algorithm a combination of all the tech that we've been building up but there's going to be a point where it starts moving so fast we can't control it oh i believe that i believe that i think we're on the way there now we're definitely we're on the path yeah there's a a lot of instances that people can't control it regardless no we don't we don't understand fully what we're doing no but when you're when you're when you have a responsibility, when you're when you get in so deep, there becomes a point where it's like, okay, this is starting to maybe get dangerous. Yeah. This is starting to um, maybe we should pull back the reins, but I don't think humanity in itself has the nature to think that way. They're like, let's keep going, advance, 
progress. You know what I mean? Keep moving forward so there is no pulling back. And then it gets to a point where it then becomes uncontrollable. And it's like, what the fuck did we do? No, it's because humanity is what you did. Your human nature is what you fucking did. I don't know. No, I don't know. what'll happen, man, is there'll be, we'll get to a point where it's too much, and then it'll be time to pull the plug. And then. No, no, there's almost, ha- there's almost a concept, sorry to interrupt, but there's almost a concept of people saying, like, by the time we realize we need to pull the plug, it's already done enough. It's intelligent enough to figure out its way to continue even thereafter. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the concept is surreal, know. dude. I think what will happen will be, like, there was a time in America where everybody was drinking too much alcohol. And then they pushed for sobriety. And they made all the prohibition, right? Right. They, they caused all this. He, the reason they cut off alcohol is there was a lot of people complaining that there was too many drunk people. Yeah. And so I think what the Town happen, drunk, the town fool. Well, um, people part. were waking up. Well, back then, things were a lot different. Like, the water wasn't that good. It was way different, dude. It, yeah, it was way different. If you could get water. <laughs> dude, that's like the yeah. 20s. Man. And it was easier to get alcohol. And then people would were working these terrible factory jobs and stuff, man. So they were, they were yeah. just getting drunk. And it was really cheap. But anyways, what's going to happen is that same type of, uh, like, prohibition mentality where society is going to, I think what will happen is people will get upset and they're going to want to pull the plug. And then they'll start ramping up for all this analog stuff, dude. But it could How? be the opposite, man. It could be what you're saying. It'll well, be too I, late. I don't think it – okay, to – and maybe correct me or elaborate if uh, if I'm incorrect, but I don't think it's the people that are going to pull – I think the people might want to pull the plug, but the people, the way that I see it, like don't have the capability to actually pull the plug. It's like beyond yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's already a system that's set in motion. There's so many things that we could tangent off to, but I'm just trying to like keep it cool. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just maybe I think it's time for a break, dude. I think I think we need I think uh I think what the world needs is like we all need to so it's not it's not like I got an Oculus over there, right? Virtual reality. Maybe that when we come back we're going to take a pause. Maybe we come back we talk about a little bit about virtual reality cuz I know you you got something. I don't know if you've tried it or whatever, but it's uh it's well, pretty yeah. All right, so uh, we'll be back. I forgot what I was going to say something else, but bleep, bloop, blop. <laughs> All right, back for a break. And uh, we were talking about, uh, just before break, the Oculus, the different technologies, exponential growth, all that good stuff. So we got we got a story. We got some... Uh, One some of the game. best technologies that's come out is the virtual reality. Which is going to change a lot of things that's going to lead to that exponential growth. But the virtual reality right now is an pr- awesome technology that's easily accessible by everybody. It is? Yeah, dude, for way cheaper cost than, like, that's why I bought it. I'm like, this is super affordable. Not only is it affordable, so what was the first game that you tried? The first game I played was, um, it was Gorilla Tag. So you're in. Oh, this, that's yeah. that's like a, a, a that's like a free game, basic. That's yeah. not the even. Graphics in, aren't even good, dude. Y- yeah, what yeah. What about Tales of the Sun? 
<laughs> no, that, they don't have that on there yet. That's a badass game. <laughs> That's a, I love that game. I, I invented a game. I have like it all written down, dude. A game that uh, is based off the Tale of the Sun that I really wish I could put into in, into make, production. Yeah, fucking. make it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, really shit. like my goal, man. I want to make enough money where I can produce a game, dude. That'd be I really, fucking awesome. Yeah, I really I have this awesome game based on. Well, if it, if anyone doesn't know, Tale of the Sun was one of it was a Sony PlayStation One game, and you're based off as this like really rudimentary caveman. And you're thrown on the planet, and like they have a map, and it's just a straight Pangea. It's just one big continent, and you're thrown on the map. I vaguely remember this, but yeah. You go on there, man, and then you fucking. You start out as one caveman, and you just go around and you try to kill animals with this, your fists. You start out with fists, and then you get a tree branch. It's super rudimentary, though, man. You run into a tree, and then you get a branch, and then, then you beat animals and eat them. And then your population starts to grow. Yeah. Right? Build your tribe. Yeah, your tribe starts to grow. And then it starts growing on its own. And every time you die in the game, another tribe's member comes up and takes your place, dude. Huh. And then the whole point of the, the game is, dude, you're supposed to keep running around the earth until you find the, all these components to build your way up to this tower to touch the tail of the sun. Wow. It was that a I'm sorry, computer game or was that it was a... play, Sony PlayStation One? Oh, okay. So I I thought I've played that game, man, and it's super fun and it's super easy. And yeah, it's just a really cool concept. And then I thought about how do you make that game for a modern day? Yeah, they have one. It's called like Hell VR. So the oh, did, have you seen it for no, Oculus? No, dude. Oh, it's dude. a VR. You gotta run through the fucking forest. You gotta oh. hunt the meat. You gotta build the fires. You oh. gotta do certain things to like build weapons. You gotta collect materials. That's the whole game I was just talking that, about. They have it in <laughs> VR, dude. Wow. They have it. Wow. If uh, wow. the Oculus, I think in in particular has, I think it's called Hell. Just Hell VR. Wow. wow. There's virtual reality where you need. Dude, there was a very recent uh, podcast that Joe Rogan did with Mark Zuckerberg. Very fucking interesting. It's like boring as shit. No. Kind of interesting. But. I don't know if I <clears> want to <throat> listen. Is Mark Zuckerberg interesting to listen to at all? No, he's a fucking. No. No, he's not. No. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan, but. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, where was I going with that? So the, but, so the VR technology, right? You got to put the fucking, uh, headset on. Sorry for the F-bombs, everybody. I'm just like talking to a friend here. <laughs> I, I forget that it's recording. Too. No, and it's fine. I'm going to, I'm not going to bleep them out or nothing like that. But, uh, I try to like s- steer away from that. <laughs> but anyways, like the VR headset, right? You got to put it on and like, Dude, once you put that thing out, oh, you're and transported, you're in, man. You're transported oh, to a instantly. whole nother world. Just the lobby's sweet, dude. You can change where the lobby's at too, man. Like you can go like into like this tropical zone and this like uh, mountains. Mountains. That's the one I got set on. I love that one. Yeah. There's a beach one, dude. There's, I, I haven't even tried like them all. The, There's a bunch of different options though. You can set up this whole room. Once yeah. you're in that room, though, man, you're already zoning into this other world. Right. That's not even real. It's right, crazy, right. but you're immersed. Right, and your brain perceives it in a way that it f- 
it can feel real. Oh yeah. You know, to a certain extent, because you got graphics, you got pixels, there's polygons. Well, I don't. I know, like when you get off, dude. If you've been on that thing for like an hour, yeah. and then you get off, it takes a minute to to like recalibrate, readjust to yeah. reality. You're like, oh man, like what? Well, check it out. It dude. does take so, a minute. It does. It does. And. Yeah, for the ape tag to be the first game, like, that's maybe not a great experience. It was terrible. So the first game that I played, dude, was the virtual reality roller coaster. Roller coaster. It's not roller coaster tycoon, but it's, like, just a roller coaster fucking game. You know, I'm not building a roller coaster theme park, but I'm going through a roller coaster and I'm shooting. You're able to have, like, do you want targets or no targets? And then you take, you're like, I want targets. And then you pick your weapon. It's like, okay, well, your basic level, this is, and you're going through. And you're just like, you can slow down the roller coaster and shit. But I was like, I felt sick the first time. I felt sick. I seriously, I went through one roller coaster. When I was done with the roller coaster, I took the thing off, and I legit had to, like, try to just, like, focus on my ground. <laughs> I was a little dizzy. There's a little bit of fucking weirdness going on, but uh, you got the virtual reality. We just talked about all yeah. that. And then there's another another direction that it can go, which it was is more of, like, an augmented reality. <clears throat> and I think... That's why I bring up the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because Zuckerberg was talking about a form of, like, glasses. So the technology of glasses to project an augmented reality experience. Instead of this big headset that you wear now, it just shoots it right out in... There's no more virtual reality. It's augmented reality. All the same stuff you're... So you'd be living in a video game, man. You'd have a heads-up display... It'd show your virtual wall over here with your cash. It'd be hologram. And all these light. options. There'll be ads running on the side, dude. It'll yeah. be Facebook Live, dude. Yeah. On the street. Yeah. So if we're looking at our phones all the time, like, maybe that's the next. This might be that pretty would, awesome. I, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm not denying that, you know, technology isn't a good thing because I, I do think it is. It advances, advances oh. humanity. It advances our our. Uh, time span that we have on this beautiful earth you know it does a lot of things that are good but it it can be is it detriment to society well this Uh, is like what i was trying to talk about earlier man was that uh so i have a background where i do i make art and i create and i make things for interior spaces and i do a lot of regular paint jobs all that i go into people's homes and i make i do really fun cool stuff and I'm in the home like design industry, right? And so that's what I do now. I do it all by hand. I go in there, bring in tools, and you do it, and you make someone's house look good, right? Well, in the future, because of all this augmented reality and virtual reality, my job will be obsolete because you don't go to somebody's house for, for any event. You know where you go? To their virtual house. And so now you just buy upgrades and put paint jobs and... And put on your wall. It's all just whatever the latest design fad is, and you pay for it. You know, you all cards. It's probably super cheap too, man. It's probably like ten bucks, and you get a new wallpaper. Just think about <laughs> You're it. Like, yeah, oh, this yeah. would look badass. Ten bucks, man. That's yeah. all. Uh, ten yeah. bucks. I yeah. got that. Yeah. So, the celebrities made their spaces. They people can, can live in this little crappy trailer, like just like how like 
pl- player number one. What was that? Player one. Ready player one. Ready player one. Same thing. They're just living in these crappy trailers. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you live there because you don't. No one comes over. No one's coming to your house. You're just like in a pod, dude. That has like a toilet and a fridge and a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you go to work. That's yeah, the that's... future of virtual reality, man. It but is. I mean, and it could... I do like the idea of the augmented, though. I like that where you put the glasses on and it's just happening live. Yeah. And, dude, there'll be, like, virtual reality people that come and talk to you, dude. Like, you can go Skype yeah, through fun. your avatar, man, and it just shows up to you at a st- at the Starbucks, dude, I can't even... On your augment. Yeah, but... You're having a full meeting with no one sitting I'm, there, dude. I'm losing my mind just in you saying this. <laughs> so I want to bring it back to, like, you said... Um, you know, eventually, if everything is kind of in that virtual world, so who's who's operating businesses? You said it would put you out of business. You're like yeah. people are investing yeah. in these other things rather than investing in the real life experience. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that is one thing. Yeah. Another thing is where technology uh, gains to a point like if there was uh, automated freight trucking systems. You know, like driverless uh, trucking companies. How many drivers does that put out of business? Okay, if there's robots and the actual franchises and the franchises are like, dude, it it's already happened. Cars can already drive themselves, man. They can. It's just not legal for it yet, dude. Yeah, but to a point where it becomes a thing and companies invest in it and it puts the drivers out of business. Look, there's no better investment than equipment because that equipment this little thing right here that you're seeing this yeah. little vinyl cutter <laughs> cost me like twelve hundred dollars maybe it was like fifteen hundred yeah, dollars it for itself in like three months man. dude i've had this thing for like eight years yeah and it's and still it, doing the same job and it's making you money man dude there's no better investment than there is in equipment so if oh, there yes. if you can if you're a fast food say i'm a culver's and it's like I can buy a fry computer robotronic robotronic. Yeah, it takes arm. a potato, shoots it in there. It's all already you, hooked up to the system. All like, you need is a guy loading the potatoes, dude. You just need a potato loader. Like oh, if I were future. Culver's, that is the future. And if I were Culver's, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna invest in this equipment because like this. Return on investment, I pay it one time. Sure, there's going to be maintenance, this, that. Yeah, but there's no insurance. Oh, dude. I, I mean, there's no health care. There's no health care plan. There's no health care. No, yeah. No drama. No, no it's when a the guy fucking wants a raise. <laughs> the health care plan is the goddamn <laughs> warranty. You yeah. want an extended yeah. warranty on this Robomatronic arm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then what are humans going to do, man? They still uh, need a job, man. Everybody still needs what? a job. No, Dude, man. they're going to so make then, cars, make they're going to make cars, make So we have displacement of jobs and not within one industry, not within two industries. We're talking like across the board. Yeah. You know what I mean? So displacements of jobs equates to displacement of income and displacement of uh, just people being able to provide their yeah. scarcity now. Okay? So now that there's scarcity, what yeah, happens man. now? What do you do when there's scarcity? There's now the government Revolt. Have, to, have to step in, and the government has to say, this is what's going to happen. All right? 
this is this is a prediction. Oh, you want one? This is a prediction, but I think that then it brings a point where it's perfect conditions for the government to step in and say, "Look, we're going to take care of you." Yeah. Now you're relying. Well, trying to do it now. now you're relying on a the government. They're trying I'm, to do that now, dude. It's happening in right small now. little sections. But in totality, yeah. by the time we get to a point, it's like AI technology. It moves so fast, right? This is a slow process, but by the time it gets to a point, there's nothing we no. can do about it. No. AI technology, it would move, in my eyes, I think it would move so fast, there's nothing we can do about it. No. This is a slow, these are lobsters boiling in a pot with slowly increased temperature, bro. We are the lobster. Dude, this is a badass painting. It is. That's a Do you know that uh, that guy, uh, oh, man, what the, Brian Lemire or whatever his name is, he directed uh, The Skeleton of Cadaver. Look that up, dude. Look up The Skeleton of Cadaver oh, movie. Shit. He was a he was a director. He's a filmmaker. He has very he has a, a lot of like steampunk paintings. But that one just spoke to me, dude. I paid one hundred and seventy five dollars for that little painting right there. Oh, I would have taken that painting. That's a badass painting. Dude. It's fucking awesome. I look at it and I see a bunch of things going on all at the same time. Uh, it's it's very, it's like a surrealistic piece, and I think that's how he he named it. That's a very inspirational pa- painting that you have, Dan. It is. Like it inspires that? me to get back to some of the roots I used to do. Yeah. Just abstract, and, but keep it to some sort of vague atmosphere. I think the best outcomes of art that you are trying to produce almost comes out in like a fluid motion. You know what I mean? If you have to think too much about it, yeah. if you've got to overwork certain areas in artwork, then it becomes like a muddy, confused... There's like the most fluid, the best art is when you're like, oh, like happy little mistakes. Yeah. Like Bob Ross true. style, dude, is the happy little mistakes. You got to have yourself loose and available for technical application of of whatever medium you got. Yeah. Just got to have the skill to, to let it go. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's definitely uh, when, you, when you do with an abstract motion, you definitely let it go and and you still have that control. Just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about the abstract shit. One of my favorite art projects, it was a watercolor where you had to you had some hot press board or whatever the cold press board and you put on the watercolor. Maybe you spray some water and it like drips down, but it creates these organic shapes and it's like and then you like whatever you see, whatever it is, it's the most free form of art because it's like organic things that are happening, right? Well, I and did then a it lot creates the, a foundation, and you might see something within that. Sorry, Dad. I did a lot of like that type of technique when I was actually living nearby where we're at now, in in the studio that I was working in there. I did these on on the Chicago uh, skylines. But I used like a watercolor technique of letting it drip down, and is on a piece of wooden plywood panel, 
Yeah, and I remember. It those just actually. did cool stuff doing that stuff. You know, it's it's a different medium that accepts, you know, cool flow of just releasing, let it put on there and let it do its thing, let gravity t- take a hold. But the, and then uh, it's tr- like pulling something out of that, like creating, making a creation, work like yeah, you know. work it and work it and work it. Yep. That's yeah. The, that's the main way of your execution is to develop it into something. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting up do and it, do man. it. You can do it. You, you got time. It. I'll harass you it's next time I open bro. up my drawing pad. Your paradigm, dude. What's that? You got to change your paradigm, bro. Yeah. You got to think of your reality as a little bit different, dude. Yeah. You're thinking that you have all these stresses, but you really don't. That's how you got to change it. That's how I get through it. I know. Well, there's not, I won't say I know like I know it all, but that does make sense for one. And then two, I kind of started to do that, so I'm starting to think of the traveling more. Yeah, and the cool. o- the only thing with the traveling uh, that I thought of in- incorporate traveling with your business. <clears throat> no, but I just recently figured it out. Oh, better. You gotta work for a production company, dude. No. Vinyl guy, and they'll send you all over the place. No, I think I can do it myself, just with my wrap truck. Yeah. Um, a smart way to do it, trying to figure out the most economical, uh, you know, avenue, whether I got to stay like two weeks or a month in a different area. Go to a different area, camp out? Not even camp out, well, dude. Like, like Airbnb. Had, dude. Wasn't the last account you had was like a corporate account where they were nationwide bringing you buses to wrap? Can't you just go to wherever the buses are at? No, they come to me. I got yeah, like eight different saying. locations. But and can't you fill them to go? Instead of them bringing you the bus, you go to Oh, maybe, uh, maybe, but I don't want to do that. I'd like to, I'd like to, I, I got the Illinois location locked down. Yeah. So the uh, other states, like, they got, they're working on it. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm just trying to figure it, out how you can incorporate traveling yeah, business, dude. That's, no, <laughs> yeah, that's what well, exactly you're saying. Well, the way that I would do that is say uh, I went to Nashville for example, and I I set up an Airbnb that was very reasonable. It's within driving distance. It might not be like super downtown or nothing like that. Ten hours back here. Yeah, it's nothing. It's one day, dude. It's like seven, eight hours, I think. I know, but use my truck as advertisement to also get wraps. And and not only that, dude, I have my business. So while I'm there for a month, I'm like, well, I'm out of town, so I just schedule and I manage the work that I get from my own business. You need a tits truck, dude. I know, I know. You need to get like some badass. Episode. You need a you need a microphone, is what you need. <laughs> you want this spot back, bro? No. Yeah, because no. look at the different levels. This yeah. is what people hear, you know. Usually, using the travel method with your work is a cool idea because you do get to experience outside of where you're at. You get to kind of break your your boundaries a little bit and see, you know. Well, the, the only the only other option that I had was. A huge super move, which was selling my house, yeah, like getting rid on. of like all fucking yeah. everything. You, you know, know what I mean? You and fucking selling my house, and then I'd have enough money to finance the extra yeah. money to get a truck, get a travel trailer, like scratch that. You don't want to lose your house, though, dude. I know. Yeah, so I'm trying to come up with a yeah. like that. That's the new plan to try and come up with a a new way to travel. So what I about? Think, Tossing the cap on your truck or something like that and converting it. Yeah, I've thought about that. That would probably be a, a lot less of an investment. Put a bed in there. Yeah. 
Or a cap, right? Just yeah. a cap. Yeah. A cap. Yeah. Cap it. That'd be a, that'd it be looks a, smoother, dude, too. They make, them. they make them for your truck, no problem. I know. I looked into it. It was I like a like thousand bucks. No, a thousand for like oh. everything, dude. Conversions to your work truck is pretty awesome. You know, even with the, the construction means of conversion. I need new back. tires. It's like 400 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not too bad. It, it lasts a long time. Yeah. So would a fucking cap. Yeah. Well, Camp is lifetime. Good point. Good point. <laughs> you wrap that thing. Always investing in equipment, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. And then you got those robot arms making your French fries. If you could get those wor- robot arms to work for you, you gotta you gotta go for it. Dude, if I could if Plug I could buy in. robot arms to wrap a vehicle, yeah. I'd buy <laughs> I'd be like, I need a loan. I'd sell my house and I'd get robot arms to wrap vehicles, dude. Yeah. You'd have to attach I'd get those sixteen robot, robot arms. You'd have to attach those robot <laughs> arms to like robot mechanics, you know. So you have these companions that you put personalities into. You know, they're these zany robots that you work with all the time. So I gotta push my kids into something. No, I just hit a button, dude. I don't give a fuck. They're not. They don't have to be zany. They don't gotta be telling jokes. I just hit a button. I'm like, do what you're fucking programmed to do. You just hit the button, dude. And then they go to work and they make you money. And like, that's investing in equipment. It's a good thing, dude. There's only a matter of time. So are we're gonna end up with a universal basic income, right? Stimulus. And where does that come from? It's an idea. You will own nothing and you will be happy is another part of it. Oh, yeah. Potentially eat bugs. You'll be in a system where it's like things are provided for you at a minimal thing. You have you're you're riding around like like uh what do you call that? That little cartoon and then little little scooter. Herbie. Who the, who the Herbert? Who the fuck is that little dude? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, that little Disney movie, that guy that is just hovering around, that's our future. You're talking about Wally? Wally! <laughs> that's it. Jesus. Thank you. That's exactly what I was that's talking about. Everybody's hovering around. I I've never even seen that shit. The movie? Yeah. They have a pretty a interesting idea of the dystopian future only yeah. they're space style and overweight do you ever see um so dystopian future there's a few different netflix series so there's like love death and robots i watched some of that which is like <laughs> primarily automated i think or uh animation rather yeah it's some animation. sort of form of uh, animation crazy. they all vary though and then black mirror dude it's been out for a while there's no spoilers here but Super dystopian, dude. It's the whole idea with the eyeglasses, dude. They put the microchip in their eye. Yeah. Eyes and they see augmented reality. Right? Wow. And then, they, and then know, there's also the social... They modify soldiers to do it, dude. There's, there's all, all kinds of crazy shit on that show, man. There is. There is, but that's when technology exponentially uh, advances, just increases in... You're just in the next level. Dude, it's before you even know it. And then all of a sudden it's here. And then, like, you can't put that shit back in the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like that shit is out there. It's its own thing. 
And then, so what? What if? Uh, what if it comes to a point where it's like, Jason, uh, you know, we got the everybody's doing this implant, and uh, people are getting jobs. The only people that are getting jobs are the ones that have the implant. Uh, we have recognized that you do not have the implant as of yet. Um, so we we think it's a good move. What do you say? Would you be willing to get the implant? It depends on what this implant is. Yeah. Well, you could talk to people without talking to them, for one. Uh, you're more likely to get a job. Your social credit score will increase by 5%. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to increase your universal, universal basic income by $200. What do you say? Per what's, month. What's per the month. rate of cyber shock and cyber psychosis? What's the rate of that? Well, you have to look into the terms and conditions, but if uh, if we don't like what you're doing socially and we are tracking everything through this device, then we can ultimately uh, uh, just cut off all your funds in any banking system because everything is connected. We can uh, block out people that uh, we deem unfit for you to talk to. Oh, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? That's what's happening. I mean that's ultimately like that's that's where it's gonna go, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. sad. It sucks. It's sad. It's uh Content so, control. So what what do you do while you're here? And this is maybe we'll end it with this because are you cool with that? That's cool, yeah. Like an hour and fifteen minutes in, uh whatever it ends up being. But ultimately Right. So what do you do with that? With everything externally that's going around outside of and we're talking dystopian. We're talking like farther into the future. This isn't what's going on. Build the mountain face with your eyeball for the fucking helicopter flying to you. The fucking Well you do an helipad eyeball. (laughs) Fucking landing gear. Fuck it. What you, you do is you unplug. You land on the eyelash. You're like, all you gotta do is go for glory and hope that it doesn't happen in your lifetime. Just and and that's where I was kind of <laughs> going with that. You just have to fucking try to make it work for yourself and your yep. family uh, the best possible. That's the only thing I can come up with. Did you have, what were you going to say? I was going to say the thing that you do is just unplug. That's another, that's actually another. But then you're out of society. You're you're that's, no longer totally a part cool. of society. You can you could survive you without need, being a part you of a society. society survive, dude. You could be a, a a away from that society. You need money for that. Yeah, how are you gonna get money when you're not a part of society? If it's if the society's become Even that bad, there's land. no there's no cash. You need to be indoctrinated into All the right, social so credit system. In order for you to make money and spend money, and Even if you don't, if you ha- went and bought some land off in Tennessee somewhere, and started sustenance farming, they're gonna tax you on the fucking land. And how are you gonna pay that tax? That's true. When you can't you make be, any money, that's that's when there's yeah, you, when there's complete control going on. Just to, and if you don't pay, you know what happens? The IRS comes and takes your shit, dude, and then you're fucking homeless, dude. You're not even crazy. <laughs> you just try to sustenance farm your life away. It's a farm for sustenance. Well, I hate to end it on a dystopian, futuristic sort of uh, viewpoint of society. Yeah. We haven't even got into farming, uh, mass farming, global warming, fucking electricity shortages, like new diseases. Oh, there's, there's. There's so much more adventure that we can we can 
just talk about. Breaching so. the stars, dude. Well, we'll end it here. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks Wait, for is, having Is there anything you'd like to promote, say? I'd say do your own and do it the best you can. I think that's good words. What about you, Vince? He's got nothing. He's he's just lost. I'm sorry. Depressed about how he's depressed about how this dystopian future has progressed. This fucking world just crumbled down. All right, we gotta get this guy therapy. (laughs) Just kidding. He's fine. He's fine. But it is. uh, Yeah, I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but uh, but it was fun talking, dude. I hope to do many more of these podcasts. You guys have been awesome to talk to, so uh, always more than welcome to come back, and I hope that you do. Thanks for having me, bro.